Hello, I'm Sean Capri, gamer, podcaster, human being. Every day, millions of podcasts are downloaded onto smart cellular telephones. These are incredible devices that have changed our lives for the better, but sadly, more podcasts are going unrated on iTunes now more than ever. An unrated podcast can suffer dire consequences. But if you act today, if you review We The GamerCast right now, you can ensure this cute little hungry podcast will get the nutrition and education it needs to grow up to be a doctor or a teacher. If you rate We The GamerCast on iTunes today, screen cap your review and tweet at Sean Capri, hashtag WeTheGamerCast, and we'll send you a photo of Sean eating a gluten-free sandwich and reading a comic book. We'll also read your review at the top of the show. To make the biggest impact, you can show your support with a haiku review. Don't let your favorite podcast go hungry. Support Canadian creators today and help end sappy appeals like this one. Welcome to episode 34 of a brand new rebooted We The Gamer cast. It's hosted by WeTheNerdy.com and it publishes on iTunes every Monday. And you would think that by now I would start to clear out my throat before I do this, like give it a little like <clears throat> kind of thing, like a, but I don't, I don't know why this, whatever is in my throat, it's stuck there. Maybe at some point during this recording. It'll kick loose. But thank you so much for being here. You're back. Holy crap. I can't believe it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. That's really the best way to do this. If you just hit that little subscribe button, you don't gotta, don't have to click on the Twitter links and all those other weird ways that people come into podcasts. It just magically appears on your phone or audio device, on your Zoom, <laughs> on your, <laughs> if anybody has a Zoom out there, I want to know. Um, actually, I don't know if, can you get, can you get this through iTunes onto a Zoom? You probably can. If you have a Zoom, you've figured out all of the all of the workarounds to still be kicking around with that thing. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing. It's how we keep things moving and growing and going and mowing the lawn. What am I even talking about? I don't know. I don't know why you guys listen to this. I don't even know oh, what I'm even talking about here. But if you're new, then I'm sorry. <laughs> Off to a rough start here. Uh, here's the deal. Every week I have sweet hangs with a stranger from the internet, and we talk about video games. Today is really special. Today's a first for We The Gamer Cast because we have somebody who makes video games, Brock Copeland. We'll get to him in, in just a little bit. I'm, I'm always very intrigued by people who, who create games. Uh, I, I grew up with a guy who went on to make 3d animations and he used to make games and he was actually the guy who introduced me to ign way back when it was n64.com and uh, ever since then i have been very impressed by the level of dedication it's just a different these guys are their brains work on a different level than me as you can see because this is just this what you're listening to right now is my brain just like streaming from 
from the top of my head out of my mouth into your ears and for that i apologize but i guess that's sort of what you signed up for but if you're not new you knew that i had you know that i had gabe carey from tech raider last week and uh, another guy was very impressive i'm you know for a while we had a real stream of people coming in doing their own podcast and we would talk about doing the podcast and things like we would connect on that kind of level and for the last couple of weeks it's been people living another dream and it's it's amazing these guys who uh who are making things happen for themselves i'm very impressed by their motivation and by by their level of intelligence gabe carey was an insanely charismatic dude uh so go back and listen to that episode too of course this episode is launching right smack dab in the middle of e3 so thank you for taking the time to listen to it got some good stuff coming your way um but yeah i wanted to kind of let you guys know maybe we'll do something new this week because i've been listening to as you know i've been i listen to a ton of podcasts each and every week some of them video games some of them not video game related and uh so i might i might start telling you a little bit about these podcasts so this week the podcast I've been listening to since probably the very beginning of my podcast experience is called The Crab Feast. It's not a video game podcast. It's it's a comedy podcast where starring two guys and they bring in a guest. It's very different. They sort of have their little intro at the beginning. One of them has a laugh that I think is just hilarious even if what he's laughing at isn't funny. It cracks me up. So check that out. Let me know what you guys think. I have obviously no... Uh, <laughs> no, I'm getting no kickback there. This is just what I've been listening to. So feel free to shoot shoot me a tweet at Sean Capri. Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants. Let me know what you guys are listening to. What should I add to to my list? Because uh, it, it's packed. My subscription list is crazy. But I got room for more. It's all good. I travel into the city for, for work. I can make this happen. I kind of want to just find out what am I missing. I've got all the IGN stuff. I've got... Let's see. Let's go through it. I've got a No, I, that's the whole point of this weekly thing. I'm not going to do that. I almost spoiled the whole segment. So that's that. Let me know what you guys are listening to. I would love to hear it. And I know that you're wondering, what did Sean get from the library this week? Library goodness is upon us. Anybody? I, I tweeted out a picture of all the things that I like to read <laughs> when I go to the library, which aren't books. I rented Battleborn for Xbox One and then three PS4 games, Dark Souls 3 the Order 1886, and Mad Max. And this was a situation where, as you know, if you guys have been listening, I put a bunch of holds on some games a long time ago. I wasn't really sure when they were going to come in. And, uh, of course, they, they they all come in at the same time. <laughs> I actually had to turn some games away. These are the ones that I walked away with. And, uh, of course, it's E3 week, and I'm not really sure when I'm going to get to these, but it's one of those things. If you don't pick them up, then you lose your, your place in line. you got to start all over again. So I figure... I will try and make some time for these things. In fact, tonight I will be playing Battleborn with a couple friends. Let's see how this goes. I feel like this is my half step up towards getting really into Overwatch, which I'm really excited about. Um, tonight I'll be playing Battleborn. I'm pretty excited to start playing Mad Max. I've heard some really great things about that. I'll probably tackle the order after that one if I have, uh, maybe on like, maybe on like a Thursday. I think I have Thursday off, so I'm taking this week off for E3, which is just the greatest. And if you don't do that, you got to get on this. It's like you take, let's say this. Do you take, do you take vacation for, for Christmas or, or the holidays, as they say? 
um, well, this is this is Christmas for video games, and so that's that's all I need to to do to justify that. That's I, it makes sense to me. And then <laughs> anybody who I work with who follows me on Twitter, you guys should probably just like maybe like not follow me because it's going to be a whole bunch of E3. Uh, there's no secret that I am taking days off from work to sit at home and watch video game stuff. I hope you guys have a really good E3 as well. Merry E3 uh, is, I think, what we're going to say from now on because it's the Christmas thing, you know, because I was just talking about that. What else? I've been playing still Doom. I, I'm two levels left. This thing has gotten really, really difficult. Like, they just keep stacking and stacking and stacking enemies on, onto you. I'm at a, I'm at a part where the game gives you, like, all the ammo and all the health in the world. It, and, and if you've been playing games, like, since the old, they, like, this is a telltale sign. You're in for some shit. <laughs> you're, this is not gonna be fun. If you're getting, it is not, you don't just get health and ammo. Um, there's probably, like, three dozen guys on the other side of this wall. So I'm at, I'm at that part. Uh, two, two chapters left. I can't wait to fin- <sighs> Actually, I was gonna say I can't wait to finish this. I actually don't want it to be done. The only reason that I can't wait to finish it is so that I can move on to something else. And to be honest with you guys, I don't know that I really want to do that either. Like, Doom is- It's just- It's hidden for me, for sure. And I understand if this isn't for- For everyone. Because it's very- It knows what it is, and it commits itself to that. There's really not, like, a whole lot of- of depth here there's some upgrading that you can do there's secrets to be found it's definitely a more involved game than maybe you might expect but ultimately like this isn't skyrim like this is still doom um but it's fast it's explosive like get a good pair of headphones and just crank it i'm really into like metal so i like the soundtrack like i'm just kind of like rocking out playing this thing i i kind of wish they had a secret unlock where you could have metalocalypse like death clock playing while you're playing like because doom is over the top metalocalypse is equally over the top and and knows it i'm putting those two together you know what i might even just do it myself i'm gonna turn off the music i'm gonna have i can rig this up you guys don't even worry about it i got it i got it taken <laughs> i got i got it taken care of we're gonna do that what else am i playing that's what really what i'm doing on on the consoles but on my handhelds i gotta give a big shout out to my boy Bobby Pauls for talking up the SteamWorld heist and uh, managed to get me a free code. That was very nice. He he talked right to the guys making the game over at Image and Form. Um, and he, he reached out to me and said, yeah, man, just send me an email and I'll give you a code. And he did. I just, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not really sure because um, I have no expectation, obviously. to I, I It's worth buying this game. If you guys were wondering, um, but he, when he reached out, he's like, "Yes, yeah, just send me an email and I will send you a code." I kind of got a little weird about that. I because they didn't want to be like, "Okay, here I am, send me my code." Like it was weird. So uh, I, I I sent him a very timid email, kind of like, "Hey, it's me, uh, Sean. We were talking on Twitter, and uh, you mentioned uh, that you could give me a code for like for me, like I just like free games. I just you don't get games for free. Like I've been paying for games my entire life, and so." This, his generosity was, uh, it was very moving and, uh, put me into a weird place. But that's just me. I just, I'm weird. You guys know that by now. But I'm so glad that I was able to get my hands on this game because it's pulled me away from Bravely Second, 
right after I just put in like 20 hours in over the vacation, I, I just put in a whole bunch of time. I was finally hooked into this, into Bravely Second. Um, but as you guys know, my, my fundamental problem with it is that it's not really a good game. <laughs> like it's, it's fine, but, but I, uh, I think I was putting in the time more, mostly just to finish it rather than actually enjoying the entire, the entire story. The story itself wasn't that good. So I'm not really sure if I'm going to get back to, Bravely Second, we will see. But for now, I'm back over to the Vita. I'm playing this thing on my... I, I think consoles, I'll still probably stick with Doom. And maybe Mirror's Edge I've got in from, from Amazon. It's still in the wrapper. Let me know. Have you guys played it? Let me know. if Because I'm thinking about sending it back. I'm not really sure if I'm going to get to this thing. I feel like by the time I do get to it, it'll be half off. Um, so, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm on the I'm on the fence when it comes to, to Mirror's Edge. But let me know if you guys have played it. SteamWorld Heist, though. I really thought Bobby Paul's was blown smoke. And it's not really for any reason. I just... um, he was Maybe it's because he was making such a big deal about it. You know when, like, you can almost overdo it when somebody says, like, it's the greatest movie of all time. You're like, sure it is. That was kind of... Sorry, this is probably the first time Bobby's hearing this. I... <laughs> Bobby, I didn't really, I didn't buy it, man. I wasn't really sure. Um, but I guess sometimes I just need to try it for myself. And I have, and I'm glad I have, and I encourage everybody out there to go grab this game. That's really the part of, now it feels like I'm being bought out. <laughs> I just realized somebody gave me a free game. Maybe you'll go talk about it on your podcast. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm okay with it. I'm, this is worth spending the money. I would give back the free game if I could and actually buy this. This game is incredible. It's turn-based, but you still, you're, you're, you're controlling a bunch of, like this team of robot turtles. They're not really robot turtles, but they sort of look that way. Uh, very cool gameplay, turn-based, which is, I'm digging these days. I was, I just got off of, obviously, Bravely Second. I just got off of, uh, Fire Emblem. I'm really looking forward to I Am Setsuna. I'm digging turn-based stuff right now. Maybe in my old age. I'm switching from, from, well, I'm playing Doom. I'm okay. I'm okay for now, you guys. It's okay. Uh, digging this though. Turn-based stuff. Really challenging though. I have to say, I, I got through the tutorial. I'm like, okay, I understand. And, um, there's a lot of tweaking that you can do. There's a lot of different ways to approach every level and different ways that the environment can help you. You can kind of do bank shots off of the ceiling and off of the ground or the wall behind your enemies. So it's not even just about Oh, I forgot to mention. How did I not say this? You, it's turn-based, but you, when it's, when it's your character's turn, you actually aim your gun or you can lob a grenade or things like that. And so it's not entirely like just leaving it to chance, like a lot of turn-based games or, um, purely based on stats. It does require you to kind of draw a straight line with your eye from the gun to, to the guy's head. So it's good. Play it. I'll leave it at that. I think we're going to get into this episode, guys. I think let's do it. Okay, so my guest this week is Brock Copeland. He reached out to We the Nerdy. He's got a Kickstarter for a game called Guardians of the Rose. I'm very impressed by Brock. This game looks absolutely incredible. I think you guys should definitely check it out. Go over to Kickstarter. Just search for Guardians of the Rose. It's a, it's a role-playing game. I'm not going to talk too much about it. Why don't we let Brock talk about his game? Here is Brock Copeland. <laughs>
so yeah, like I was just looking at the Kickstarter, and um, I, I'm encouraged by your by your results so far because still got well over a week to go. I can't do math this quick, but you're what eighty percent of the way there. Uh, seventy some seventy something. I could just check real quick. Yeah, man, you're doing you're doing awesome. I'm so I'm so pleased to see this because Guardians of the Rose looks incredible. Where where does the inspiration come from this game? Um, from the history of your gaming kind of thing. Well, I mean, the biggest influences are obviously going to be Legend of Zelda. Once anybody like looks at it, you'll be able to tell most likely. Uh, like the especially the Game Boy ones. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you know, Link to the Past, and also the the probably the biggest influence is Morrowind, Elder Scrolls Morrowind. Oh, okay. That doesn't come across nearly as much, I would say, in the just kind of like looking at the trailer. But Legend of Zelda, I can kind of see it's got like that kind of top-down pixel art kind of thing. What what is the uh, what? Where's Morrowind come into it? Uh, everything that I didn't show really, like, because I don't have any type of presentable UI. Uh, so stats, uh, leveling up, gotcha. Uh, cool stuff like RPG stuff, like uh, you get. Uh, you know, so much experience to level up once you kill that many creatures with whatever experience. You get a level, you get a stat point and a skill point, and the higher level you get, the more stat points you get, so the more customizable your character and the more flexible you can be, you know. Um, like, five stats, It's you can do what it, you can invest in whatever you want to, skill-wise and stat-wise. Uh, you, you know whether you want to play as like a mage or uh, a melee character. What are the different kind of classes that you can play as in this game? Uh, it's just based on weapons. I like right now all the skill trees just are based on the weapon you're wearing. Um, so you know dagger, sword. Uh, there's a couple magic type weapons that are, you know, that are spoilers. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So we won't get really, really into um, that. You know, stuff like that. Though. Who's Who's the character? Who's the boy? He's got a sweet haircut and a sweet hat. <laughs> uh, that's inspired by. I think it was a PlayStation magazine I saw when I was like ten. I I, I think the name of the game on the front cover was Gecko or something like that. Yeah. I. Uh, and the, it was just a kid wearing a backwards cap with like blonde hair shooting through the front of the of the cap, and I've always wanted to make a character based on that image since I was like that moment. Well, that how, I saw do you like keep that like as part of like in your doodle book or something? Like, how does that image like stick with you for? I'm guessing ten well, years or so. I, I'm 28, so that's a long I'm time. really terrible. At, you'll get to know that about me. I'm terrible at telling age. That's why I had to stop working at a restaurant and a bar because I uh, didn't know how to ID people properly. <laughs> that's funny. Um, but, yeah, I used to keep uh, like all kinds of crazy notes. Like uh, I've got a filing cabinet worth of like, just notes and like awesome stuff that I like. And I've got uh, – well, I don't have any more, but until – uh, last year, I kept all of my magazines from when I was a kid. Oh, uh, awesome! You you had to get rid of them though. Did you move or something? Yeah, I moved across the country. Ah, so. oh, I did the same thing, and I just 
every, every now and then I, I regret having gotten rid of them. But what kind of magazines were you collecting from back in the day? Uh, just anything that GameStop would sell you along with yeah. those memberships. You know, like yeah, and whatever other I don't even remember if it was GameStop, you know, but whatever, whatever they were hustling with those cards and and the magazines at the same time, you know. Yeah, you're a kid, like ten percent off. Yeah, I'll sign up for all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Um, I want to talk about this multiple endings thing, and particularly with like, so it says on on the Kickstarter page multiple endings. How? How daunting is that for an independent developer to kind of not only are you creating kind of like the entire game, but open ending adventuring and then the opportunity to have this replayability. Like how how does that affect the complexity of the development for this game? Uh, it makes like keeping the quest orders pretty tedious. Yeah, uh, that's about it, really. Okay, so like where where does creating games start with you? Like, is this the first one? I know you've had a couple uh, others, but is this your first Kickstarter? Yeah, first Kickstarter. First thing that's not Flash. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I, I started making Flash games right when Flash was dead. Yep. <laughs> so I've been doing that a little while. What what consoles are... Is this a PC-only game? Like, where can people expect to find this game? Uh, yeah, PC, you know, Steam, GOG, all those things that'll have me. We got greenlit already, so... Uh, I'm expecting everything else will fall in place as far as PC outlets, uh, Mac, Linux. Uh, There's only like two types of Linux. That's on the Kickstarter if you want me to look at it real quick. Oh, that's okay. Talk Um, Talk to me a little bit about some of these rewards. I'm always impressed with the creativity that people come up with with their Kickstarter rewards. Like what are what are some of the best things that people can can pledge towards and get a really sweet reward from the Kickstarter? Uh, PS PS4 and Xbox One also. Uh, but I my favorite is probably the boss. I you can just help me make a boss like it's as long <laughs> as long as it fits in high fantasy, then you can help me make a boss. And how many spots are there for for that one? That's a, that's the top pledge. It looks like for a thousand bucks. Well, no, that's for two fifty. You can. Oh, your quest line too! Holy cow! Yeah. Yeah. So what you just said for a thousand, it's like a whole quest line, boss, basic enemy, item, and NPC. Plus, you get to help design a quest, and if you can. Uh, you know, fit around parameters with the storyline, you can make it into the actual storyline. Dude, that is awesome. <laughs> I totally am like right there. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go talk to my wife. We're gonna we're gonna create a bossy. What's that process like? Like how do you, how does one who had like I have absolutely no idea how to make a game. How does one come to you who's making the entire game? Like what's that what's that connection like? I will hopefully whoever gets it will want to Skype like me and you were doing. Yeah. And I hopefully they want to do video, but that's okay. I understand. And, and we can just talk about your ideas. And uh, so far, I've had two people just you know like, hey, would this be okay? And it it works out like you know because people usually in high fantasy they want like good stuff. You know they they mm-hmm. want. They don't want cyborgs and stuff in high fantasy. Like I don't, 
I have. I don't expect to have to turn people's ideas down too much. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're gonna turn. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, what the crazy things you could come up with here. Where, where does your sort of like love for high fantasy come from? Like, this is obviously a labor of love. It's a passion project. Like, where does this come from for you personally? A combination of Morrowind and Lord of the Rings, uh, and just other fantasy books that I'd get at like Barnes and Nobles or books a million or whatever. Right. Back before Amazon destroyed them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, let's be honest. How many real talk here? How many hours are you into Morrowind and in, in games like that? Like, uh, are we thousands of hours? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'd lo- that'd be interesting to see. I would, I would expect at least a few hundred on each one of them. Yeah. At least, uh, yeah, because I mean, I spent months on each one of them just straight, you know, every moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, talk about the team here, too. It's, it, I, I've kept, I keep saying it's you, I think I'm being a little hyperbolic. You've got an artist, you've got an audio director, like, who else, who else is with you on this, on this project? Uh, Justin's been helping me for four or five months at least, uh, just doing art stuff. Uh, like he made a ton of renditions of the logo. Uh, uh, he made like for the stuff that's gonna probably end up being published, like completely polished. Uh, he made the up and down animations for the character, uh, the yeah. walk and running animations. Um, Where do you know him from? DeviantArt. Oh, okay, and he what? Just, a- I, he just approached me as like, "Hey, I'd like to draw stuff for you," and it's like. I like people that are real persistent. It's uh, pretty evident in the next guy, too. Yeah, Danny, the <laughs> audio director, has got the best picture on this. You guys, if nothing else, <laughs> go to the Kickstarter.com page. Check out this picture. This guy looks like a, a riot, man. What's, what's Danny all about? Uh, he's the co-audio director or audio director from Mother 4. Uh, he's just, like, kept sending me emails. I think he sent me, like, seven emails asking me to do the audio, and then... He just redid the trailer and sent it to me, and just taking that initiative, I was like, "Well, I gotta like see if people like." I really liked it. I was like, "This is twice as good as the audio that I was making." So, but I so I put it out into a poll though on Twitter to see see what other people thought, and uh, it was like seventy percent. So we we went with him. So I feel like I don't want to breeze past this. You got the guy from Mother Four, like. <laughs> Is this not like? Am I making a big deal out of this? For nothing? Is this this is a major get? Like, what was that like for you to to uh, connect with Danny? Uh, it was pretty crazy because you know he was so persistent. You know, I was just blowing him off, like not even responding to his emails. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I got this. I could do. I could do so. Like, how, what? Who's this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Did I you really, recognize his name from like being as no. part of like the industry or anything like that? No. No, I've really had my head down uh, for the whole four years. Pretty evident in like where what engine I decided to start with. Right. Like, <laughs> I've never really paid attention to what, what other people are doing. So, and is that is that it? It's just three. Like this seems like a big game for for three guys to make. Is I have, uh, like I said, I don't know anything about making games. This seems like a monumental task. Like how. How are you holding up? <laughs> uh, it's all good. I, I, I've been telling people that it's like at least you got to count me for two. 
because oh, I, nice. I'm going 14, 16 hours a day, so i got to at least count for two. You seem like <laughs> a pretty even keel kind of guy, so like there's no, the highs don't get too high, but the lows don't get too low kind of thing. Yeah, we got like dates and stuff, you know, if I need if I need some energy. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so let's talk about the deadline. What's uh what what's the Kickstarter uh date where you can actually get in, be a supporter, get be part of one of these cool rewards too? Uh June twenty second afternoon is the last day. So coming up pretty quick and how how are things going with you like like in terms of developing the game so far? I'm always intrigued to see when uh, Kickstarters are happening in conjunction, like kind of at the same time as the development versus a kit, like literally a kickstart where you might have some concept art and then the, the money raised is actually going to get the production and the development going. You're actually at work right now. Um, how has that been going? Would you, is that the way you would always do things Not given that this is your first Kickstarter and you're probably learning as you're going at this point? Yeah. I don't know. If I'll do another Kickstarter, not just because. Well, this I'm one's going to be sure. such a massive success. Obviously, like you'll never need to ask anybody else for money, so this is going to. Yeah, well, well, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um, yeah, I'm hoping that I don't need to do Kickstarter again. Yeah, I can just because I've done. I've put so much effort into the Kickstarter. I was. Just, I just realized that at like a week into the Kickstarter, I was like, wow, I think I just spent like two months. Just working on the Kickstarter, I could have just spent two months working on the game. Probably had a decent demo. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I honestly, I've I looked at a lot of Kickstarters, and I'm, I think that the, you're seeing some results out of the the money that you're raising because of the effort that you put into the Kickstarter. It's it's very detailed. What's where can people find this Kickstarter? I. You know, kickstarter.com and just search Guardians of the Rose would be the easiest thing. Nice. And for people searching for you on the internet, where can they find you on Twitter and where else can people connect with you? Uh, Twitter.com slash B-R-O-C. Pixel by Pixel. How did you land that, by the way? That's like, the I was (laughs) typing that in. I'm like, this guy's got the original Brock? That's amazing. It helps that my name is spelt a little bit more odd than an already like slightly odd name, you know. Like you're gonna meet a few Brocks in your life, probably, you know, and they all spell it with a K. So it helps with Great that. Username. And I was just doing. Uh, I had like a blog, and I was like on top of all the SEO and that type of thing. Like what you're probably doing, hustling, you know, uh, a blog. Totally. And where else can people find you? A website or anything like that? Uh, Pixelbypixel.net is the dev blog. Uh, It's also got the press kit. If anybody wants to write an article, hit me up. Uh, I love it, man. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. episode that's coming to an end thank you for listening i can't believe we did it i don't know why i'm doing this it's very strange maybe it's because i'm imagining the music that i'll actually hear later when i edit this thing and put it all together (sighs) i'm very impressed by brock i gotta say it one more time 
What a cool dude. Thank you so much to Brock and thank you to Pixel by Pixel for reaching out to We the Nerdy. I like this little collaboration and I think you're going to hit and smash that very modest goal there, Brock. You're not asking for a lot, but you guys are well on your way. Still a week left as of today, by the way. Seven days left to be part of this Kickstarter. Um, rewards going all the way up from early access to the game, like we mentioned. Creating your own quest. That is incredible. This game, it could be good. I kind of hope that maybe I might ask Brock. If Brock, if you're listening, can I play it? Can 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 we figure out a way for me to play this game? Because that would be phenomenal. You know who else is phenomenal? All these people who I've talked to. Gabe Carey, Neighbor Matt, Tim Router, Fiona McKinnon, Nikki Powell, Gary Gray, Daniel Crowder, Tim Nestor, Justin Masson, Zach Erickson, and Jesse Waldeck from Nintendo Dad, Steve Tilly, who is at E3 right now, Noah Todd, Greg Kozlowski, Kaylee Woomer, Zyger, James and Josh from Life of Gaming Podcast, PJ Biddle, who is also at E3, Arctic Sloth from the PlayStation Report, Ray and Lee and Rebecca from Nerd Overdrive, Bobby and Alan and Toby and Holly from the GeekCast, Brock from BrockDMcLaughlin.com, did I say Joey Ferris? Do I never say Joey Ferris? Hang on a second. I, Joey, how have I missed you this whole time? No way. I, I'm, I'm doing this on the fly. I'm sorry, guys. Joey Ferris gets like 15. Holy crap. How have I not talked about Joey Ferris? He's the dude, man. Oh, from Nerd Reactor. He's also at E3. We're going to have to have him and PJ on the show. we got to talk to him about being at E3. They're both going to their first ones. I'm very jealous, yet also not. It's weird for me to say that I'm not jealous about a guy going to, or a person, I guess. Guys and girls can go to E3. Sean, both of them can. It's 2016. Uh, I got to talk to, I, I, I don't like lines, and I don't really like crowds too much, so you guys have fun. I'll Tell me how it is, and I think that's how I will get the best out of E3. Convince me otherwise. And my last shout-out is to Seamus, who is making his return to the GamerCast. I'm so excited. More on that in just a second. Uh, one last time, let's go through Brock stuff online. You can find him on Facebook, facebook.com slash pixelxpixelgames. On Twitter, twitter.com slash Brock with no K, B-R-O-C. Amazing. It's like the first part of Broccoli. Nope, I don't think that's what he meant by that. YouTube.com slash GamerTherapyTV. And that's it. Oh, well, of course, the Kickstarter. Kickstarter.com. Go search for Guardians of the Rose. Great name. Great game. Great dude. I'm so glad he took the time to talk to us this week. And here's the plan for the rest of this week. E3 is happening right now. So today is Monday, the Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of this week. We're going to have another crazy time with We The Gamer Cast. This week has four freaking episodes. Are you kidding me? I'm so pumped. I don't know if you guys can tell. I haven't even had a coffee in quite some time. I don't know why I'm talking like this. Anyway, Wednesday we're going to do an Xbox reaction show. Thursday we're going to do PlayStation reaction show. And Friday we're going to do the rest. Friday might be a long one. <laughs> We've got tons of stuff to cover. This is really the only time that we do anything like this on, on We The Gamer Cast is when something massive like E3. We're going to see how it goes. Maybe... Gamescom, maybe something else, like maybe some of these bigger conferences. Uh, I really enjoy just kind of getting people back on the show and feel like this is a really good way to, to do that. So got some really cool guests coming back. We'll have Bobby and James 
and Seamus, as I mentioned, Fiona McKinnon, Greg Kozlowski, Kaylee Woomer. Are you kidding me with this stuff? Holy cow, this is amazing. It's going to be a good week on We The Gamer Cast. Stick around. We'll be right back. Is that the, the Saturday Night Live? Why am I jumping into Saturday Night Live? Um, anyway, we'll close things off here, guys. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. If you like what you're hearing at all, of course, feedback everywhere. Twitter, at Sean Capri, Sean like Connery. Capri, like the pants. You can send me an email, wethegamercast at wethenerdy.com. Speaking of wethenerdy.com, oh, that is a good one. I can't believe I've never used that before. Uh, wethenerdy.com hosts this beautiful podcast, so be sure to go there every single day. And you can read really good reviews, like the one that I wrote. <laughs> uh, for Minecraft Story Mode, I didn't mention that at the start. I probably should have. I played that. It's fine. It's really hard to write a review for a game that's not great and not terrible. There's, this is mediocrity at its finest. It's most defined. It's, it's okay. If you're a Minecraft fan, I think you'll probably get more out of this. And that's really what this is about. Um, but the crux of my review really talks about how, uh, Mojang and Telltale are making this up as they go along and they're using your money to do it. So my problem with this game mostly has to do with the fact that it's sort of changed gears midway. It seemed like they didn't quite have enough story to get them through a full five season, like a like a five episode season. So they've got these three episodes that they're adding on. Really, the first four episodes were kind of one story arc. But I would say one of those episodes is really terrible, really short. Uh, I believe it was episode two. So the season is four episodes of one story arc, then episode five, which is normally like this, really the ending of the season with, with Telltale Games. It's more of a transition. Now with episode six, we're into a bit of a monster of the week kind of thing. And this is really where they should have started. Uh, so I was just, my frustration is that, uh, we've been workshopping this four for Telltale, it seems. They, they tried to apply their usual formula to it. Uh, wasn't that good. It was fine. Again, this is better, but it might be, it's just weird. So read the review because I can actually, you know, edit my thoughts on the review <laughs> instead of just talking out of my ass on this podcast. Uh, where else? Subscribe to Nerdflix and chill, of course, in my other podcast with Gary Taru. It's a movie podcast. We, we take a break from video games every once in a while on We the Nerdy. You can also find me on If We Ran Nintendo with Bobby the Nintendo Guru Pauls. That is so much fun. We're just having a blast over there. That's over on youtube.com slash Nintendo Gurus. It's on iTunes and Stitcher. Go find us there. It's a good one. Otherwise, this is episode 34 of We the GamerCast. It's now in your ears. Thank you so much for listening. We're going to be back in two days for a crazy E3 set of episodes. I hope you're there too. And now it's time for Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Sean, where are you? Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Jason! Jason! 
Jason! Jason! Jason! <laughs>